When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Um, I mean, I I do so many different things, but I try to um, incorporate my daughter in my business. And, uh, you know, one of the the most powerful things I've learned to do is to say no, Mm. because I'm a hustler, babe. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Who Can Relate. Today's guest is going to amaze you on so many different levels. Her name is Sophie. She's a massage therapist and has been for over 14 years. Her extensive training in various modalities. Uh, Her expertise has led her to travel around the world, um, sharing her passion for healing, educating others. Her clientele consists of many athletes and celebrities. Um, and they can receive the beauty, and I have been one to experience her amazing massages and her individual body work. So not everything is the same for everyone. It's very customizable, which is beautiful. She's also an investor, skincare professional, mother, and beautiful soul that has an incredible energy that is infectious. So without further ado, welcome, Sophie. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. How did I do on the... uh, That was a Beautiful entry. Okay, all right. <laughs> intro. I, I'm, get, I'm getting better. Um, right, so let's add a little bit more background. Um, where are you from? If you want to talk about a couple of your businesses, again, you are like jack of all trades and a master of all. So, Okay, so I grew up in Southern California yeah. in San Fernando Valley, and I moved to Las Vegas when I was about 20 years old okay. and just kind of wanted to get out of L.A. Yeah. I didn't feel... I had my place here at that time. Sure. So um, I nannied for a big developer out there for a couple years. And I, as much as I loved working with children, and it was such a beautiful experience and growth, I just knew that I was meant to be doing something else. Sure. And, um, and then I became a massage therapy. I went to school in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. and it was in a, one of the best schools you could go to in the country. And, okay. Um, it's 14 years later. I'm still Here doing you it. Are. But, uh, yeah. I moved back to L.A. about nine years okay. after that. Okay. And uh, I know, because I've, I've met her, your beautiful little daughter. Um, let's talk about her for a second. I know it's probably your pride and joy. Um, yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> so her name's Kalia. And she's just, she's my world. She's amazing. She's taught me so much. Yeah. Um, she is a, a beautiful child and a healer also Mm. and she's brought so much healing to my life I've learned so much from her she's almost six years old yeah so you're you're born I guess it sounds like to be that that to have that healing um gift I know obviously you do um did you think that you were 
born with it and then as you got older you had to dig deep to discover it and kind of fine-tune it or did you just always know like my purpose here is to help people to heal people I, I do feel today that is my purpose, okay. to help and heal people. Okay. Um, growing up, I felt a lot of chaos and anxiety around me. Mm. And um, I mean, I spent many years of my life with the eating disorder. So I do, mm. I believe that this, this came into my life almost to save me. Sure. And it, um, I was able to get educated on the human body and the anatomy and what I was doing. I was really killing myself. So, wow. so many years later now, it's, it's just my passion to, to share this healing and self-love sure. with the world because I, I was one of the people that, you know, I was, had an addiction and I, sure. I was destroying myself. So. Yeah. Wow. And good for you for turning that around. Right. And, and now obviously with your daughter, um, as I'm a father as well, it's no longer about us, right? It's always about them and have to lead by example. Um, so today we're going to be talking about um, a lot of things revolving around kids and children, right? And one of the things is um, dating as a mother, dating as a father, a single mother, single father. Um, kind of what that entails, what it looks like. We're also going to be going over um, when to introduce your child to your partner, etc. But first, let's start off at the very beginning of being a single mom, being a single, single dad and, uh, you know, the dating experience. Right. And I know as, as you mentioned earlier, uh, offline, how you were nervous at first, you know, for me, my experience was I was always hesitant, not that I was ashamed of being a father of my daughter, but I was definitely hesitant in the sense of, you know, is this going to be a deal breaker for somebody? It's not, it's not for everybody. I know that. Um, but also in order for me to be in a serious relationship, they're going to have to get along with, with my daughter. So maybe you just want to touch on how, if you were nervous at first, maybe you felt that deal breaker thing. Um, also how, you know, I often thought I could only, um, be with someone who loved my daughter the way I did, but then I realized that everyone loves differently. And maybe for you, um, maybe you felt like, you know, I only have to date people who have kids cause they're the only ones who can relate and understand. So if you want to talk about that. So I've been a single mother since the beginning. Okay. And I would say the first year of Kalia's life, I was so focused on learning how to co-parent, which was, I mean, really everybody's experience is completely different. Sure. And, and you have to learn what works for your family yeah. and your child. So that was my number one priority. So I would say about two and a half years went by and I still was so just nervous to try to try and start the dating process. So I really had to first um, emotionally and mentally open up and, and be open-minded to the experience, um, whether sure. it would be meeting somebody or online dating. Yeah. I had to open myself up to it. So that was the first step. So sure. once I did, it started happening. Yeah. And um, I, I think I was so scared to meet a man that, wasn't a father because I just thought he wouldn't be able to relate or understand where I was coming from or understand my child. Yeah. So, um, I, I was looking for single dads. (laughs) I was on the hunt for a single (laughs) father. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you know, that became challenging because sometimes those men would have a complete opposite custody schedule as mine. Sure. So it was just so hard to meet. And then with the yeah. traffic in LA I mean, <laughs> and then trying to, to 
focus on my business at the same time and sure. it gave me a few hours out of the week to find a date or yeah. to be able to give myself yeah. um, that time. Yeah. So as, as my daughter got older, she got more time with her dad. Our, our, our custody schedule now is um, she's with him three nights a week and with me the other four every week. And it's given me time to really be able to work on myself, find sure. time for dating. I would find sure. time to date and kind of um, just work on the the first dates when she was with her dad. And yeah. really, I wanted my time to be with her. Sure. And then I, I eventually, because I kept my heart open, I met a man. Yeah. Beautiful man. Yeah. Um, I'm in love. And he is not a single father. <laughs> but he's a man. He's, <laughs> yeah. He, he, he has everything and more that I, I wanted in a partner and we're still growing together. And sure. now he has a beautiful relationship with my daughter and their yeah. own bond. And yeah. we're all learning from the experience. So let's talk about how, again, cause you, you thought for a while there, I can only date another man, a single father, right? And here you are in love with someone who doesn't have kids, but let's talk about the intro and, and, and kind of everyone's different, right? And, and the common question is, is when, and even then, it's like, how, right? So for me, um, I always knew, um, I kind of had a checklist of, of what I wanted to kind of see before I introduced my daughter to the other woman and the woman I was dating. And um, once I got that, okay, fine, now we're ready to introduce. Um, I just, I, I would talk to my daughter about it first. Hey, you know, daddy's dating someone. I want you to meet her. She's great, etc. So that way, by, by the time she actually met um, the woman, they kind of had some type of rapport, right? The woman knew about her, obviously, and then vice versa. What did you find um, that was kind of a solution for you as far as when to introduce, and then once you figured out when, how to introduce? So the first thing I did, I might have even asked you because we were friends at the time, <laughs> I would ask all my divorced um, friends that had children when they decided to introduce because yeah. I really had no idea when to do that. So. Sure. Um, most of the answers I would get was wait at least six months or wait until it's very serious. Mm. And I only introduced her to one person before I met the person that I'm with now. Um, and he had kids. So we introduced them on a play date and we introduced them as friends that we were sure. all friends, that he wasn't my partner or my boyfriend. Sure. Yeah. And it, it stayed in that area because I never got more serious and it, nothing was messy. And, um, he really respected me as a mother and I respected him as a father and it just didn't work out in that relationship. But with this person, I think I knew early on, um, I had some dating experience as a mother and I just, I knew this was somebody that I was going to get serious, yeah. have a future with. And, and um, I don't know how to explain it. I just, I knew it. And sure. I knew that this is something that he really wanted. And having children or a child in his life was, was a dream of his as well. So we, okay. we spoke about it a lot. And um, we moved into a serious relationship a little bit faster mm -hmm. than um, I have in the past. But he, he was introduced to my daughter as a friend. Okay. And I think it was just because I was so nervous still to to fail her and sure. say this is and it's okay you know yeah. what your kids need to see you make mistakes and this Absolutely. is how they grow and learn and yeah and you just have to um be honest and communicate with yeah. them 
I'm glad you said that because for me, you know, um, <laughs> my, my daughter recently told me like a couple of weeks ago how she up until this point thought I was perfect, you know, and I'm like, oh no, I, I, I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. I'm sorry I gave you that uh, false facade. Um, I guess I was just always trying to be the best example and role model, you know, to her. But um, funny enough, when I saw our daughters are, I think like six years, seven years apart, when I um, introduced Shay to Adriana, um, I said the same thing. I said, this is, you know, daddy's friend, you know, and she was like, okay. You know, like she knew <laughs> again, you know, at the time she was 10, uh, nine going on 10. And, uh, but, but she knew, and obviously kids know more than we think that they know. So did your daughter just believe you that they were just friends or, or did you think she kind of knew like, mm, no, she more. knew, she okay. knew that we were more than friends. She, yeah. I think she could feel and see the chemistry and even though she was so young um she would tell me I really like and she gave him a nickname and she was I really like him mommy (laughs) I think you should marry him and this was after the first time and I said well we're friends we're getting to know each other and and I think as a single mom you're not just picking someone for yourself you're picking someone for your child too so I wanted to make sure you know, before I, I got any more serious with him on my own, that he was going to connect to my child. If they were not going to connect, I don't think I would, I would yeah. get that serious with him. Yeah. So mm-hmm. them being able to connect so beautifully, mm-hmm. it just, it made a, a better flow for yeah. all of us. Yeah. It's uh, I mean, I was in a relationship where, um, a long relationship, four and a half, five years, and the woman just being a step parent wasn't for her. I'll just say that she's a, she's a beautiful person inside and out. She's going to be an amazing mom, but, uh, being a step parent, which is not for everyone just wasn't really for her. And I, and I felt that. And I, I believe now I've had conversations with my daughter. She felt it as well. And even when she met her, she was two years old, my daughter. So, mm-hmm. you know, even from that early on age, you know, the maybe not feeling so welcome or, or a, a warm embrace. Right. So she, um, I felt it. I know my daughter felt it. Obviously, it just wasn't enough, but um, for me to move forward. But um, but let's talk about how. So so you introduce your your child to the other person, right? Um, I bring this up because I had to learn, as I know we talked about, how to delegate to the other person, right, to the partner, and also how to include. Um, this new person in your life with your daughter and my life with my daughter, how to include them without making them feel like let's go along for the ride. And that person's in the back seat, just kind of going along with it and not participating in it. So let's talk about kind of the, the challenges it is for us, right? To again, delegate every now and then ask for help, uh, very often include that person. What did that kind of look like for you? So I have a, a big control bone okay. <laughs> and, um, in this relationship, I really have learned to let go of it sure. because it wasn't helping me in my friendships, yeah. um, in any relationship. And I think I, w- I just wasn't aware of it because I, being a single mo- single mother, you yeah. just you have such a large load, and sure. you want to make sure, you know, you can carry it all. Absolutely. So you take the father role, you take the business role, you take yeah. the mother role, you take, you kind of take cha- charge. That's where mama bear name comes from. And that's actually my nickname. <laughs> okay. In, All right. In, in my business too, sure, because sure. I, I just have that need to take care of it's, people. It's so, me, yeah. um, so when the relationship started to get more serious, I, without realizing it, you know, I was just 
in the driver's seat all the time. Yeah. And I didn't want that in, yeah. as a partner. I didn't want a partner to take the back seat, but I was giving him the only option to take the back seat. Sure. And we had to have some conflict to realize, yeah. you know, I had to really look at myself and say, oh, wow, this is not okay. I want him to feel like he's in the front seat with me. Sure. And I just wasn't used to that in a partner. I wasn't used to a partner that wanted to help, that wanted yeah. to take the driver's seat, that wanted to, you know, come in and, and not take control, but help us and sure. be an equal partner. Sure. Cause I was just used to doing everything yeah. um, for my daughter. So now um, we are, we are really making sure that he has an important place and that yeah. he, his feelings and um, his thoughts and emotions are just as important. It's not just Kalia and Sophie show. Anymore. Sure. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting you say that because I'm, I'm sure, um, some of my exes and, and maybe even, you know, my wife today felt that initially on before we, um, you know, so it's something to be said where, you know, you can trust someone and, and trust someone with in every facet of that word and including with our children, right. And trust that, they're going to have, you know, our back on situations. They're going to have the same parenting mindset that we have. But it's so easier said than done for the parent to actually delegate and ask for help or to include. And again, being, being control people that we are, um, I really struggled with that. But I, I see the difference. And I want to ask you, you know, once Shay kind of was in the front seat, I'll use your role with your metaphor, and it was us co-parenting now together my daughter not just like let me listen to what Justin wants me to do with his daughter right I saw a switch in, in a difference in a beautiful way um, did you kind of see that switch um, yes I did I saw a difference in our chemistry and mm. just um, our vibe overall um, yeah. it's um, it's really important to let him have his word and with with my daughter being such a mini me, you know, she, she will take control of, um, what we're doing and the conversation. And I, I had to talk to her about that and just, um, both her and I are learning a lot. (laughs) This is everyday practice to listen and to listen what, um, our, this beautiful partner of mine has to say and what, what he wants to do and where he wants to go on vacation. And, and what movie he wants to watch, Yeah, you know, instead sure. of us picking, cause we just, you know, we got used to it just being us. So, sure. so it's also a, it's a, it's a practice for her too. I had yeah. to, to talk to her, um, because I didn't want him to come into our life and eventually, you know, we're going to be a full family unit and maybe even bring in another life. Sure. Um, sure. I wanted him to feel that he was just as important or more in our relationship and um it's something that i had to really um discuss with my daughter too it's not just mom and she understands it she Mm. she wants she knows that a beautiful thing will happen from it but she also was a little bit nervous well i I really like it just being mommy and i really like getting all the attention because at her daddy's house she doesn't get that attention sure so we we do many things to make her feel very special you know that she's very important and i think that's that's what it is a communication a balance of making sure we are all feeling important and um getting our our place and our time and and it has made the overall connection with all of us yeah um and experience that much better yeah. yeah if you can without maybe giving the answers away to everybody but if you can just for some possible solutions um 
if someone is going through that that exact same situation of you know if, if it's a mother for example how do i delegate how do i kind of just let that other person come in and co-parent with me right and, and give him or her a, a voice as well do you have any solutions or tips um i would say it's it's constant communication and checking in with your partner checking in with your child making sure they understand what's going on um, making sure everybody's on the same page or you know trying to figure out what you can do to make it better yeah Um, learning to listen (laughs) I think uh, it's it's challenging when you have three strong people in the room and um, you really have to learn to just not talk and listen to what the other people's needs are and, and um, communication is a two-way street as I as I have learned the hard way several times and I'm still a work in progress but um, you know I, I learned that the best way to listen to someone is when you try to, to listen to understand so that you can teach it so you really want to funnel in what they're saying so if someone asked you hey what did that person just say what, what did they tell you you'd be able to almost repeat word for word that's that's how you retain it better but it's uh, listening to understand instead of listening to reply is also a little short answer to that too. But I want to talk about how, you know, the, the step-parent, um, I bless their heart, they have a difficult time, especially in the disciplinary role. You know, as I, I mentioned, Shay, like, if you see something wrong, speak up. You know, don't don't wait for me to come in. Don't wait to call me. If I'm not there, handle it how you want to handle it. Did he kind of discuss, did you guys have some examples of that as well along the way? She just, if somebody wants to play with her, she's just all about that person sure. whether it's one of my friends or somebody at her dad's house it's me it's constant <laughs> she's a little girl that wants to play yeah you yeah, know it's sure. play with me play with me so he sure. he always anytime he's over or we're at his house um he makes it about her and he wants to play with her yeah. um he hasn't taken the role of disciplining her she really is a good girl sure. she's, she's a very sweet girl um yeah. but i think when we are um, all in the same house. Yeah. Um, I want him, it's going to be a lot of communication. Sure. I want him to feel comfortable to, to play that Absolutely. role yeah. and to, um, you know, discipline his, his stepchild and yeah. his own child once once he has. So it's going to be practice for him. Yeah. yeah. That's, it's something that's funny because you don't, you don't want to have the good cop, bad cop scenario, right? This, you know, my daughter's been out here in LA now for, it'll be over a month. And, um, for a while there, I felt like Shay was the good cop. And I was the one saying, make your bed, clean up your bathroom, you know, clean up whatever mm-hmm. you're playing with. And, um, and so I, we had to talk about it. And I said, hey, look, I kind of need your help in this. Not to be the bad guy with me, but just kind of, you know, let's level it out here a little bit. Um, but but speaking of co-parenting and again, and, and how things can be challenging, you know, in, in, in their own right. I want to talk about, because um, we've actually experienced this pretty heavily, this, this trip with Adriana being out here how you know being in one household so say my house is is one way one thing kind of the same narrative and then being in you know her mother's household it could be a totally different setup and a a different set of rules etc so do you want to talk about how you know two different households how that affects you as a mom and then also what you've witnessed and how it affects your daughter so I would love to say we have the perfect situation for co-parenting and (laughs) I run everything through her dad and he runs everything through me and we can communicate about how she's feeling. But in our situation, that's not the case. We, we do very little communicating and it's only through email and, um, overall she's, she still has 
two happy environments and she's sure. a happy little girl because of it and she gets more experience because of it. Yeah. So um, I think the communication with her and me mm-hmm. is very strong. Sure. So she, she will communicate um, everything that happens over there. And, and, <laughs> and I give her, I give her the chance to do it at, yeah. at her other house. She's not allowed to talk about me mm. and I don't want to talk too much about them, but sure. she, it closes, um, so much for her to be able yeah. to open up. And she, yeah. she's so scared to mention my name there. And oh. you know, the, her stepbrother and sister make her feel bad about it. So at my house, I, I want her to feel like she can tell me everything yeah. that makes her happy. Yeah. From her experience and and i love to know what's going on because it just makes me understand her more so um she she often will tell me well i mommy i'm in timeout all the time at daddy's house (laughs) and i tell daddy we don't have timeout at your house and we don't and i've i've never and i'm not saying there's nothing wrong with it you know that just for us we we communicate and we talk about and we learn from our problems and sometimes people use timeout to do yeah. Their reflection you know, time or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Reflection time, you know, yeah. and, and, uh, yeah, we just have a really strong communication. And if, she, yeah. if there's something, she really is feeling bad about something that happened at her other house. I will email her father. Okay. Um, because there are things that are important enough to email him, but sure. I usually don't get a response back. So, <laughs> they, so it's, it is challenging. I mean, we, yeah. we're just constantly trying to I'm just trying to make sure she's good and figure out what works for her and just let her know that sure. um, if things don't work out the way she wants to over there, it's okay. Yeah. And she's she's not wrong for it. Yeah. You, you mentioned, as we talked earlier, um, there's like a transition day when your daughter comes home from her dad's house. Yeah. You and her have this beautiful, as you talked about, um, just communication time and, and she can kind of let out everything maybe she's been holding on to, you know, while she's at her dad's house for the time being, bless her heart. Um, and that's something that, that I actually will implement as well with, with my daughter, kind of a transition day. You know, it, it always happens. So, for example, for me, whenever I would get my daughter, um, when she was younger, so her mom and I split up when we were, um, my daughter was two years old. Initially, early on there, when I would first start to get her, that first two days almost was rough. I mean, there's a lot of crying. Bless her heart. She's two years old. A lot of crying, you know, borderline separation anxiety, you know. So, for me, I'm like, oh, no, like I... I I don't want to feel like I'm taking her away from her mom. It's very important that obviously, you know, you have daddy time too. And how do you explain this to a two-year-old is very difficult. But as she got older, it got a little bit better, a little bit easier. And then now here she's, you know, she's, she's okay. But there's still some reluctancy as far as coming out to LA. Um, even when I lived in Chicago, coming out to Chicago, especially if it was for an extended period of time and not just your, your standard weekend as we had. Um, you know, she had fear of missing out. She didn't want to miss out with, she has sisters with her mom now. Her mom is married. She didn't want to miss out with that family time, right? And then, but I'm like, well, you have to spend time with us and my family because we have memories we have to build as well. So bless her heart. Again, she just felt this like tug of war torn feeling, you know? And so this trip, we've actually really unpacked that and talked about that. And, but at the end of the day, as I tie this all together, this segment, um, it's not about you. It's not about the father. It's not about me. It's not about the mother. It is about our children. It's about them. I, I have a saying in our house is team Adriana. Everyone has the same jersey on. We play for the same team. We're rooting for the Absolutely. same person. And, um, and the more we can all kind of get on that page, you know, the better. Um, right. So we, uh, let's, let's move along here. I want to talk about how, you know, it's really important to take care of yourself, right? While you're a single mother, we'll take it back here for a second. 
and finding the time to date, right? You still have to find your you time. You still have to find your self-care. So I want to ask you, what does self-care and self-love mean to a massage therapist who, who also, again, is, is a skincare professional? You, I mean, you are like the epitome. I know, but I want people to know. What does self-care and self-love mean to you? Well, as I said before, I spent so many years not loving myself. So I really had to learn from the ground up to learn to love myself and yeah. realize what a huge part of growth that is and, and how powerful it is um, to being a parent. Sure. In the beginning of you know spending one night away from my daughter, I just thought it was the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Like, how can I not have my daughter every night? Sure. And um, as important it is for her to have a relationship and I promote with her father, um, I, I really had to be okay with letting her go. Yeah. She needed that. Every yeah. child needs um, their father. Sure. So with that time that I didn't have her, I had opportunity to work on myself, sure. which is the most amazing thing for a mom. We don't really, a lot of moms do not get that opportunity or fathers sure. to, um, to just take care of themselves and do them. And even yeah. if it's a night out to have fun, you have that time. So yeah. take advantage of that time. Um, <laughs> yeah. not everybody has it. So for, you know, my friends that just went through a divorce or, or single moms, single dads, take that time yeah. to do you, yeah. what your dreams, your passions, your self-care, self-love, get massage, treat yourself, you know, pamper yourself because when your child comes back, you're going to be so much, you're going to be ready for them. So much better for them. And yeah. even at home, I mean, practice in front of them. And my daughter knows the importance of how important it is to take care of herself, yeah. to, to respect her body, to, sure. I mean, I had a horrible relationship with food growing up. Yeah. And, and one of the things that was so important to me was to have a dining table when mm. My daughter was out of the high chair and yeah. my first place was really little. The mm -hmm. second place, I made sure we were going to be able to fit a dining table because sure. when I was a kid, I remember as soon as we weren't sitting at that dining table, that's kind of when the disconnection in our family <laughs> yeah. happened. So yeah. having dinners, having a dining table, sure. um, having a good relationship with food, with your body, with your skin, with your health, everything, it's yeah. the self-love is just going to make your relationship, your business, your everything better yeah. in your life so it's it's so important but i want to ask is is um i think and you and i know that but it took time for us to not feel guilty to take that yeah. time for ourselves and to not you know feel like well that's my daughter's time right i need to spend time with them or, or i'll get my i'll cancel i'll get it i'll get it next week because my daughter wants me to do this but it's important to not only not feel guilty, but as you said, make sure you take that time seriously. Because again, the more you can take care of yourself, actually the more your daughter will benefit, whether she realizes it or not, at two or five or 10 years old, eventually they will. And I think it's beautiful that you show that by, and you lead them you know, by example to your daughter, say, hey, you know, this is mommy's time or whatever you wanna call it. But again, for the parents out there, the single parents out there who feel guilty to, to take that selfish time, um, do you want to leave words of encouragement, you know, for, for them? If, if, cause I'm sure you were there at one point, right? Oh yes. And even if you're not a single parent, I mean, find a way yeah. to incorporate your kids. If you have your kids every day, which is also a beautiful gift. You sure. know? But if you, you do have that time away from your kids and yeah. you feel guilty, um, just try not to try to be in a place where, you know, you're okay with, with, it's so important to be a good parent, but it's so important to not lose yourself in yeah. being a good parent, you know? Mm. So you, you really have to keep that connection with who you are outside of being a parent. And um, single parents get that advantage. I mean, there, there's sure. definitely a silver lining. You get yeah. to 
um, even have a night out and, sure. and not have responsibility. Or a couple getting, nights. Yeah. Know, a couple yeah. nights and, and dating and, yeah. and self-care and massages, all that stuff. It's, yeah. it's, it's really the time you have to yourself to sure. keep that connection to yourself so that when you're, child comes back they see the yeah. best of you and yeah. you i mean i i can't wait for that day that she comes back but i also know how important it is to have that that time sure. away for sure. both of us to grow on our own yeah because um, we're two different people you know um that work-life balance though is so important and i think you know a lot of people unfortunately in this in this country from my experience of traveling is you know we live to work here and a lot of places outside of the united states they work to live it's a totally different dynamic and you know, I didn't necessarily grow up with the, um, my mom's a single mom, so she had to work a lot. I didn't really grow up with the family dinners, as, as you called it, but I do remember the couple times that we had them, even to this day. I'm 33 years old and how important they are. And, and you know, as, as you and I were younger, there weren't really cell phones as a distraction. There was just life as a distraction now, let alone, you know, technology, what it is. But I think, you know, as you mentioned um, when we had our, our talk the other day, you learned that from your mom. And kind of what she showed you and how she led by example and, and subconsciously instilled in you. And now here you are as a mother doing the same thing for your daughter. If you want to talk about kind of your experience with your mom growing up and, and her work-life balance. Yeah, there's, there's, I mean, balance is so important, but there's no perfect balance. Of course. And, and it's always every day is um, a challenge to find yeah. the balance that works for your family. So my mom... And my dad, both of them, the hardest workers I've ever met. And, you know, I, I took that from them. And um, it was really important for my mom to be able to make money, work hard, and mm. also be with us. So she started a daycare so that okay. she can be with us. And she <laughs> even worked at night. You know, yeah. my dad would be at home at night and she would go and waitress. So she, she just wanted to provide and also be with us. So she found a way. So same as me. Um, I mean, I, I do so many different things, but I try to... Um, incorporate my daughter in my business and uh, you know one of the one of the most powerful things I've learned to do is to say no because mm. I'm a hustler baby <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and I've, I, I just I've always worked so hard probably since sure. I was like 13 years old and I've always um, been able to take care of myself and everything I needed so now that yeah. I have a child you know I want to be able to still work hard but sure have the time for her so yeah. i i'm i've made um my business around our life and yeah. i've learned to say no and take breaks i mean this last week i i've worked <laughs> so much and yeah. this next week we're taking four days off to spend on the beach you know Great. so it's yeah. it's it's a balance it's never the same sure. but um it's important to find it because yeah. it's 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 your sanity and your health yeah. too you 100%. know you have to put sometimes say no yeah. say no to the phone and yeah. we have the same rule um mm -hmm. i've had that rule for a long time my boyfriend at first he's like what no phones <laughs> and now he's he understands how important sure. it is um yeah there, there's, a, there's a beautiful quote and I, I try to implement this on a daily basis um you know my wife is very selfless and the quote says don't say yes to me if that means saying no to you to yourself oh, and um you know, and, and my, my therapist told me, you know, a while ago when I first was, was with Shay, I said, she's just so selfless. You know, I, I want her to be selfish. You know, there's a beautiful, another quote that says, self-love isn't selfish. It's important. It's necessary. 
And I think Shay had a really hard time finding that bell and saying no to me. And I've really tried to help her say, look, even if I'm begging you, say no to me if that's what it's going to take because I know ultimately it's going to be good for you and it's going to be good for us in the long run. I, I just want to, as we reflect on all that we talked about, which has been so many great topics, you said I had a hard time opening up, you know, dating and, and allowing myself to, you know, for me, for example, I didn't feel worthy enough to, to date with a child. And, and it sounds strange, but this was me at 20 years old, 21 years old. But um, if you can kind of talk about that. Um, you know, I, I had to really open up the experience, too. I, I, I'm so private. My business is private. Yeah. Um, my gym is private. Everything's private <laughs> in my life. Yeah. So I really wasn't going to meet. I felt I wasn't going to meet somebody unless I tried different experiences. So I, I thought I would never try online dating. Sure. And I did. And, um, and it was a great experience for me. You know, I yeah. met my partner um, doing that. So I would say don't put walls up on to, you know, you make your list sure. and, and make your list of what you want sure. in your partner. And it yeah. could change. I mean, I don't always know what I want. I know what I don't want. I know there's no's, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, um, I focused on the yes and more yeses came in yeah. and, um, I had to just be open to the experience you know, it wasn't always a great experience, but sure. it was an experience sure. and it made, it allowed me to, to kind of, you know, weed out more what I wanted and, yeah. and until that person came in and sure. it was just, um, amazing. You a know, there's easier. not <laughs> a perfect person, but for me, it was it was the connection. Yeah. It was so beautiful when I, I, I was patient and I could, I felt, I wasn't getting desperate about it. I just knew, you know, what, if it takes when I was ready for it, if it takes a long time, then it takes a long time. Sure. I'd rather be with the right person and wait sure. than yeah. be with the wrong person and rush into something. So, yeah. um, as advice I would give to, um, to somebody that's coming out of like, a a relationship, just give mm -hmm. yourself time, focus yeah. on yourself first. Yeah. That's the most important. Make sure the relationship with yourself first yes. is, is, is good. Good. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then you'll be ready to meet. Right. Then you're going to actually attract the right person in yeah. and, and you'll be ready to, to, um, give the right you to that yeah. person too. So, um, just be patient, but just be open. Don't, don't say, no, I'm not going to do that. No, I'm not going to do that. You know, sure. you have to say yes yeah. to, to try a new experience. Yeah. So, so what, uh, if, if we can, again, we talked about amazing things. If we can kind of sum up, what do you want someone to take from this episode? What, what do you think and in, in your hopes, um, that someone will be able to relate to anything that we kind of discussed today? I think it's really important to be kind to yourself. Um, this is part of self-love to to forgive yourself if something doesn't work out. Um, learn that there was a reason it didn't work out, especially in a relationship, and uh, make mistakes and let your child see you make not you know mistakes with partners yeah, yeah. so much, but at sure. home sure. in front of your child so that they could see that you're not perfect and they're going to grow from that. You're going to grow from that sure. and. Um, and, you know, if, if, if something does, I think I, I had a conversation with you on something I wanted to work out and it didn't. And now yeah. I'm grateful it didn't because, sure. you know, I allowed something better to come into exactly. my life. So just trust that you're exactly where you're meant to be and that yeah. you're, you know, there's a plan yeah. that, you know, it's bigger than the one you have. And, yeah. um, and you have to 
be okay with it not happening the way you exactly planned sure. you know because yeah. there is there is a greater plan i always yeah. say god's plan for sure and um you have to it, be flexible it, yeah you have to be flexible yeah 100 percent. and and you have to like you said roll with it in the sense of you know keeping your intuition and your gut feeling at the forefront like if something doesn't feel right don't force the issue you know and, and as you said with your partner you felt it you know and even your daughter you know was kind of like marry him you know like so little signs like that are very important to pay attention to and to not just disregard or um you know not take seriously and um, i tell yeah. my daughter the same thing learn from it grow but keep yeah. moving don't stay yes. in that heartache don't stay in that horrible experience just yeah. keep moving forward because you're going to allow so much more to come in and your yeah. life business career passion everything you yeah know. it's so interesting you say that another piece of advice i give my my friends who are going through any type of relationship struggles especially the ones who feel stuck you know should i stay or should i go kind of thing and i i tell them very simply and i'm very black and white about it and i say look what advice would you give your daughter or your son going through the same situation you're going through and a lot of people are like, oh, wow, I never thought of it like that. Why would you, you know, want someone you love to go through what you're going through? It's as mm -hmm. simple as that. So I appreciate you telling your, um, your daughter that. Um, cool. So this is the really fun part. You can relax now. Um, <laughs> kind of take it easy. So we're going to go through a round of um, rapid fire questions. There's five questions. And you've not been prepped. You have no idea what's coming out no of idea. my mouth. Uh, but I do it that way purposely to kind of get the raw, authentic uh, response and answer. So first question, again, of five, who is or was your role model? My role model, um, you know, I, I would have to say my parents. Sure. Um, there's, there's been so many times, uh, you know, when I was little and I thought they were the best and then as I got into my teens I thought they were not that great and <laughs> they were full of mistakes and yeah. and now I look back and I and I just really respected I really respect the way they did things and they sacrificed yeah. so much for us just to make sure we um my siblings and I yeah um were at their best sure. you know so that's beautiful um okay so no, question number two what does your dream life look like you know, I'm so sad right now when <laughs> <laughs> having another child with the person I'm in love with and sure. probably drive him crazy about it. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I think if, 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 um, we can bring another child and just, um, from my experience, I've learned so much and I'm yeah. so grateful for all the, you know, the good and bad that I've learned. Cause I think I would, I would really just, uh, do things so differently and you know know that there's no perfect way and yeah. um and and because i'm so in love with this person i think it would be so amazing to to um have this gift with him so sure. um just to have um health and yeah. um that's probably the most important thing and and you know just grow together as a family mm. i love it question number three what was or is one situation or experience that you would consider life-changing? Becoming a mother. Mm. I will say that's, that's a big part of um, everything that I do today. It's not all of me. Sure. But it, it definitely taught me self-love and um, self, 
selfless love, unconditional love. Sure. And, um, and that's something I, I really, it's, you know, it's not for everyone, Yeah. but there's something I connect with parents that I just don't have that connection with anyone else. And, yeah. and some of my closest friends are parents. And I think, um, I have very, you know, I have close friends that aren't parents, but also once they become parents, we just, we connect on a deeper <laughs> course, level. And it's, there's just something about being a parent. I have so much respect for, for moms and dads and, yeah. and just, um, what they go through and what they sacrifice and, and how all the good it's changed me. It's made yeah. me a better person for sure. Um, yeah. Unconditional even. love is right. Um, <laughs> I, I know, I hope my, my daughter's here in this particular day and episode, but, uh, she can do no wrong. I mean, it's one of those things where you love them, good, bad, ugly, everything in between. Um, unconditional love is definitely the, the best word for that. And speaking of my daughter, the next question is, and I ask this and for selfish reasons, is a, this, is, this is for me, and I'm sure obviously everyone else watching, but as a man, as her father, um, being that she's a woman, there's only certain things I, I can really help her with, right? But as a fellow woman, my selfish question to you is, what advice would you give your teenager self? So teenager Sophie, as I take notes so I can tell my daughter. I would say um, don't compare yourself. Mm. I think we spend so much of our lives comparing ourselves yeah. Yeah. to other women or other people and yeah. what they have and what we don't have. And I remember doing that a lot and just feeling so insecure sure. when I was younger and um and I just, I have this conversation with my daughter every week about how she's different and yeah. she's unique. And that makes her, I don't like to use the word special because I think everybody's special. Sure, sure. So I try not to say special, but that makes her, her, and yeah. she's going to be different from me and she's sure. going to be different. She's her own person and yeah. she's allowed to, to feel her own way. She doesn't have to feel the way I feel about something. Mm. She doesn't have to, you know, like the same colors as me. So, yeah. so just, um, so learn to love yourself who you are and yeah. don't compare yourself. It's, it's, it's a beautiful thing for everyone. Comparison is the thief of joy, as I always say. And, and I appreciate you sharing that. And it's something I will uh, I'll definitely implement to her. Last final question. <clears throat> what do you admire most about you? Um, you know, I think what I admire most about myself is that I, I've learned to love myself. And it was the most challenging thing for somebody that spent so many years just hating who she was yeah and i truly truly have learned to forgive and love and accept who i am and and i try to um to share that passion with my partner and my mom and my yeah. daughter because i yeah. think it's just it's one of the most powerful things you can have um absolutely in this world is yeah. to to forgive and to love yourself and and just be compassionate um, yeah. for your experience. And yeah. no one's going to love you the way you love of yourself. Course. You know, and uh, yeah, that allows preach. you to love other people. So. Absolutely. Um, great answers to all these questions. Uh, I kind of want to, so I have two more things coming up. First and foremost, um, where can people find you? What do you want people? I know you just launched your other Instagram with your um, with the other company. Okay, so I'm still working on a website, um, but I, I write for a few websites and for Poosh, um, for Kourtney Kardashian's blog, and um, I made a page inspired with what I write for yeah. that, and it's all about self-love and self-care, and um, 
positivity and it's called conscious living by sophie okay it's on instagram it's my public page and right now that's probably the best place sure. to conscious living by social by sophie yeah perfect okay so i always end every episode um with acknowledging my guest and i wrote out a couple things um <clears throat> to acknowledge you right now first and foremost um again as i told you right before we started filming um you were the very first person. It was, it was 2017. I remember I was driving in my car in Chicago. I was leaving you a voice note. Uh, you and I were kind of talking about, um, you know, you'd been going through some, some ups and downs and, and that, at that time, your relationship. And I was trying to give you the best advice I could, uh, and kind of the male perspective. And, uh, and I remember your voice note back to me was just beautiful. And you thanked me and you just said, um, you know, you need to start a podcast about this. And, and at the time, first of all, full disclosure, I didn't know what a podcast was. <laughs> I was not into it at that point in time. And uh, one thing led to another. Here we are three years later and now you're on my show, which is crazy and amazing. But, um, but yeah, so I want to thank you for believing in me, first and foremost, even, even way back then. Um, also for you just being the total beautiful package of a woman that you are as a mother, as a partner, as a businesswoman, um, how you handle and juggle the whole work-life balance. I mean, once you get done with the Conscious Living by Sophie, write a book and a how-to book. And I mean, you're going to help out a lot of beautiful people, a lot of women and men as well. Um, and I just appreciate your constant positive energy. I mean, I know you're human, but it's hard to believe because I've never seen you on a bad day. I've never heard your voice in a bad mood. You managed to always find this amazing amount of silver lining and glass half full and positive energy. And it, it spews, it's contagious, it's infectious. Every time you walk in the door, it spews all over. Um, and you're just this beautiful light in, 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 in a person and we need more like you. So, um, Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you to you too, because I feel the same about oh, you, you. And, and just to see you grow as a father and thank you. Um, your beautiful advice that you share with everybody and, and to, to watch your dreams unfold I with know. this beautiful we, wife and daughter. Here we are. And yeah. I'm so excited to see what's next for you. Thank guys. you so much. I appreciate it. So thank you for being on. It's been amazing. You're gonna help out so many people. And um, we'll have to do this again sometime soon with some of your uh, other companies and ventures. I'm excited. I would love to. Yeah. Thank you again. Thank you. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for 4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy 2 get 2 free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi or 7-Up all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than 5 miles away, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.